It's episode 104 of the Improv London podcast. I'm your host, Stuart Moses, and this week's guest is Monica Gaga. <laughs> That's a bit wrong. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's fine. That is my name. You put emphasis elsewhere, it's fine. No, I'm going to get the emphasis right. No, it's Gaga, but like like Lady Gaga. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I said Gaga. It's fine. <laughs> no, it's wrong. But, but, but it is, that is true. It isn't truly my name, but Gaga. But still, it is like Monica Gaga. I sounds as if like, I know you're asking the question. Monica Gaga. <laughs> um, I think we should play the introduction music. Welcome to the Improv London <laughs> Podcast, Monica Gaga. I feel that I should apologise before we start. <laughs> I have had a drink. Do you know what? You're a consenting adult. You can choose to do what you do. Thank you. Oh, that sounded really passive aggressive, didn't it? If that's how you want to live your life, I'm not one to judge. <laughs> I love the way Stuart Moses is genuinely just falling apart with joy. Um, this is fabulous. I'm enjoying this already. <laughs> Oh dear. Well, generally, I do enjoy making this podcast. And I'm if, glad. If I, yes, because it'd be awful if I hated it. Can you imagine? <laughs> Why would you carry on doing it if you really... Maybe in some kind of like weird kind of just like a punishment towards yourself. <laughs> like, I don't deserve good things. So I'm going to make one... It's like, it's like a penance. 1,000 lashes. No, 1,000 podcasts. <laughs> As punishment. So I'm not only punishing myself, I'm punishing everybody that listens. <laughs> I, they're enjoying it. Well, I hope well, so. I can't speak for every listener. <laughs> well, hopefully, they're not enjoying it. They, they just won't stop listen. listening. That's <laughs> very much what I suggest. If you're not enjoying this, I'm really sorry you're not enjoying it, but just stop listening. Or maybe they want to punish themselves as well. I will listen to 1,000 podcasts on topics <laughs> that I have no knowledge on, but do not want to gain any knowledge on. <laughs> Well, don't worry, you won't gain any knowledge listening to this podcast. Woo-woo! <laughs> preach, sister, preach. <laughs> oh, dear. How are you? Um, I'm really good. It's a very warm day. It is a very warm um, day. But I'm not going to complain. Um, the only thing that reminds me when it's really warm, um, my family's from Ghana, which is in West Africa. When it's really hot and I can't handle it, I always just think, what if I was born in Africa? I'll be absolutely fudged. <laughs> but people keep saying, no, you're acclimatised. I'm like, I'm not sure if I would. Because we've only had a couple of days of summer and I'm really suffering. Am I even African? Who knows? Maybe I should do one of those blood tests and it'll show that I'm like, I don't know, from the Antarctic or something like that. <laughs> I'm an Inuit. I'm an Inuit. <laughs> well, I've always, um, I've always thought of myself as Swedish. Ah, you have that I have look. The blonde colouring. Yeah. So, uh, you know, so it's, it's entirely possible. But I don't want to actually do the research. I don't have the Inuit colouring. <laughs> <laughs> I know this is an audio format, but I can confirm that. <laughs> yeah, confirm that. Um, if you think of someone that is from West Africa, I look like that. Just for the, just for the <laughs> listeners at home, in case they're really confused <laughs> about this very offensive woman. Um, but yeah, there it is. <laughs> Starting to feel uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm not okay if she's speaking like this. <laughs> oh dear. Um, you're perhaps best known in improv circles, anyway. 
wow. Am I like Oprah? Because like, <laughs> I'm like Quantum Leap and I look in the mirror and I'm going to be like Madonna or Oprah or someone like that or like Beyonce. Your best known, your back catalogue. <laughs> Uh, is Derek's mojo? Oh, I hope I am. In improv circles. <laughs> oh, well. Who is Derek? What is his mojo about? <laughs> well, let me just go backwards. You've asked me a question. I'm not going to answer it in order. <laughs> um, so, mojo is because Monica, Monica Gaga, um, that is me, um, and Jodie Ann Fletcher Richardson, that is my partner, my two-prof partner, and Derek, just because when we was just like starting to make this thing happen. Derek was a name that just kept coming up, really? which is interesting. Because I don't think it's one of those names, oh, Derek, it's like one of those names that always comes up. But it just started coming up and we thought, do you know what? Derek is generic man, um, if we need it. Most of the time we don't, but he's there if we need it. And it's Derek's mojo and it sounds kind of cool. Mm. So, well, I, I think it does. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, there we go. So he's there if you need him. Yeah, he's there if we need him. In what way? Um, I suppose maybe for na- for narrative purposes, um, we can bring him in. Um, our third part, our third partner. Although you can't really have a third partner. No. Make- I'm making up as I go along. So yeah, <laughs> there we go. it's improv. So there we go. Um, yeah. So if we do need him for narrative purposes, he's there. But just because, yeah, I suppose it's a little bit for us. Derek's mojo. And also keeps people guessing. They're like, oh, where's Derek? Okay, there's Mo. There's Joe. Where's Derek? And we're like, we don't need him. Ah. But he's there if we do need him. Yeah. So, yeah, I might be going down a... Do it. Go down the road. It, but so, I'm ready for it. So you were generally bring in a character called Derek into your scenes if you needed him? Yeah, he's just... Cause and we, is it always the same character? Oh, no. So it's not It's not like... Yeah, he's not like Derek. Are we ever going to meet him? Um, or I'm not sure if um, listeners remember Cow and Chicken or maybe Tom and Jerry. You know, when you can't ever see that character, you just see the legs of them or you just hear the voice uh-huh. of that person. It's not the same character. Oh, but right. Derek is just a name that just reoccurs. Nice, nice. Um, so how did you meet? What was the initial idea? Why did you get together to perform? Okay, so um, me and Jodie Ann were um, in a group called Improvisers Anonymous. Right. Um, it was a short form group. Um, we pay- played um, theatre, sports, games. Um, I've only recently learned the proper vocabulary for improv. Oh, so right. if you would have asked me back all those years then when we started that group, I would just be like, I'm in an improv group. I didn't have that vocabulary then. Um, and uh, I was doing a TIE show, so a theatre and education show. I was going. I just came out of uni. I was going around schools uh, doing a show called The Wex Factor. Whoa. Wow, it's about work experience. Wow. Almost ten years on, I'm still doing it. <laughs> ten, eight years on, it's still happening. Um, I'm still cool. Um, so going into secondary schools, um, I was with um, a gentleman there. He was um, part of the show. Um, he then goes, oh, I'm, I've got an improv group. Do you want to come and play? And I was like, oh, I used to do it at youth theatre and I used to love it. And then it didn't happen anymore. So I was like, yeah, that'd be cool. So I joined them. And that's how I met Jodie Ann. Things happen with improv groups. Um, and then people have babies, people... Um, uh, our priorities change, yeah. uh, people have partners, none of those things happened to me. <laughs> <laughs> so everyone moved on, we're still very, we're still, yeah, we're still close friends. Yeah. Um, don't get to see as much, each other as much as I think I should make an effort to. Um, so yeah, so me and Jodie Ann 
were the only ones that seemed to be free. So we'd make a rehearsal, no one was free, or people would pull out. But we just kept being the last ones um, standing. So it was just like, should we just meet on a day that we can do? Um, We started just playing with stuff because we was doing short form games. Uh, Jodie Ann had a, a, she's got a long, long history um, on an improv career. So she was really into long form. That That was something I probably did once. Um, I didn't even realise I did it. <laughs> it, just, it, just, it just happened. Um, and she was just like, oh, I like that. And I was like, but I like the short form games because I like playing games. Um, I've been really lucky that I haven't stopped playing games since I was a child. <laughs> and now I do it for a job. <laughs> I work with young people and we just play games. Oh, brilliant. Which is awesome. Um, and then as time went on, um, yeah, Derek's Mojo's format formed and it's like hybrid improv um, with... Uh, the uh, the bigger story being a long form narrative and in between um, there we play short form games mm. um, we don't introduce the games we just do it and they're kind of just short um, short scenes within itself and then we go back into the Mo and Joe characters um, and then carry on from the long form play um, a standalone scene and then go Mo and Joe have then moved on in their long, uh, the long form narrative, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's just really, really fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that idea is mainly, I will credit that to Jodie Ann. Right, yeah, she's yeah. the brains. Yeah, yeah. I'm the noise. Hey, <laughs> that's the two ingredients that every improv group needs. Yeah, the brains, brains and, and the, the noise. noise. <laughs> Bringing in the noise, Monica Gaga. <laughs> oh. Are you not essentially not just doing a Harold? Yes, um, I suppose we are. In a are. weird kind of no, way. In, definitely in a weird kind of way. Um, the only reason I kind of maybe know that is from listening to the podcast. Right. And people have been mentioning them. Yeah. But I, don't, I didn't actually study the Herald or know what it was. Right. But yeah, essentially we're, yeah, we're doing that, I suppose. Yeah, we well, are. Sort of in the fact that you do a short form game um, and then you do scenes which are inspired by the short form game. Also the... Um, the Oh, so the scenes are inspired by the short... Is the whole narrative in the Herald? Yep, please teach me. Go for it. Well, I'm not an expert on the Herald, oh, okay. actually. So I, I feel A few people that... at home will be going, uh, yeah. uh, 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 uh. Actually, in yes. scene 2.4, yes. this is what happens. Yes. Um, well, my understanding is that you have the short-form games and they're interspersed with the long-form scenes. Oh, okay. And I... are they all one long narrative? Uh, so you have. <laughs> oh, so I, 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 you just said I'm not going to explain it to you, and, and then I've asked you qu- tricked me into it. <laughs> I don't want to force you into anything you don't want to do. My understanding Ooh. is, my understanding is, you start with a short form game, mm-hmm. which can be word association, it can be an invocation, it can be all sorts of things, and then you have three scenes mm-hmm. which are not connected. Um, and then you have the, the three scenes are random, each standalone. But I think they're inspired by the um, the opening. Oh, okay, cool. And then you have another um, short form game, and then you have those three scenes repeated, but they've moved on in some way. So, oh, okay, that's uh, definitely um, part an element of what Derek's Mojo do. But yeah, carry on. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then I think I don't know if you have another. Uh, we should get someone on to talk about the Harold properly. And then I think. No, do that. Uh, another episode. There we go. That'd be. Jot that down. That'd be good. That'd be good. Put it on the list. Um, and I think you have another series of short form games. And then the scenes start to meet. So you might see the characters from the first scene meet characters from the second scene. Oh, so it all comes together in the end, yeah, much exactly. like the film Crash. Yes. Oh, okay. But um, I'm not an expert on the Harold. 
So I'd rather regret accusing you of doing one by stealth. <laughs> no, now. no, I'm sure someone's sitting at home going, yeah, that sounds pretty howdy. Broadly. Yeah, definitely. Broadly. Um, but whatever it is, <laughs> in a world where maybe labels aren't so important, yeah. or we're not putting emphasis on that, yeah. do you know what? We're doing something. We're not saying we're the first people. But gosh, we're just having a really good time. Brilliant. Um, I've got a lot of love for Jodie Ann. She brings a lot of joy in my life. And improv brings a lot of joy in my life. So there we go. Yay! That's the win, important win. thing, joy. Yeah. Um, so what's your favourite sort of short form game to play in Derek's Mojo? What are in Derek's Mojo? I'm enjoying the one word at a time story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe because um, it's the first, usually it's the first game that we'll play. Um, and we just do it, we do it quite a lot. So I just really enjoy it. Yeah. And I love the fact that over time, me and Jodie and I've got clo- closer, our minds are starting to meld. So we can speak as if we are one person. It's not so staccato. Not that there's a problem with yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I just really enjoy the fact that I genuinely don't know where it's going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause sometimes I can be, uh, oh, look at me just getting emotional. Sometimes I can be a bit of a control freak. Really? The things I want to, I want to be good at something and I want to do it well and I want to know all the elements of something so I can sometimes plan ahead or feel like I have to carry something. Not, I'm not just talking about impro, just in general. So doing the one word at a time story, it's a really nice way of just letting go. Yeah. Of just go, well, you don't know what's coming next because, Monica, you're actually going to have to shut up and let someone speak. <laughs> and then you have a go and yeah. then somebody else will speak. And then whatever happens, happens. And you can't steer that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that sounds great. Um, so when you get together to rehearse, how often do you rehearse? Um, so we try and um, get together twice a week. Twice e- a week? Yeah, Brilliant. even if it's just like just to hang out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, life happens. Um, Jodie Ann um, is an actress, so she has lots of things going on. Um, I um, do a lot of youth work as well, so sometimes we can't do that. But our aim is always twice a week. And just touching base, just feeling like we are like together. And then she's in Hong Kong at the moment. Wow. Um, so, yeah, just even touching base and being like, oh, it's been a long time since I've seen you, when, if we ever ha- do have, like, a break, and just being like, yeah, how are you? Are, are you okay? Just yeah. checking in. Cool. Which is important, I feel. Yeah, it's great when you've got that sort of human connection with people you're improvising yeah. with. It just makes it so much more mm. easy. So. Um, Derek's mojo, I hope you don't mind me saying, they're quite ubiquitous. Oh, in what way? Please, you're expand. You're always performing. Oh, okay. There's always... Derek's mojo on the bill, which I think is a good thing. But how how has this... I'm kind of interested in the admin, the planning. How have you got so many shows? Okay, so what happened was it was just me and Jodie Ann just sitting in her flat, just having a little chat, playing a few games and things like that. And then as time's gone on, we've gone... We've had the conversation when we've gone, are you, are you ready to commit to this? Because I'm ready to commit. <laughs> and then she's like, I'm ready to commit. Yeah, so we had the talk. Oh, right. So it's official. Yeah, um, And then from there, we just started workshopping things, trying out different formats. Um, and then... Uh, Jodie Ann also has a background um, in accounting, so um, I say that just because she has that kind of mind for order yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and just awareness of kind of admin and things like that. And if you know anything about finances, you, you need to, yeah, yeah, to be yeah, yeah. Um, organised and know that. So we just split up the jobs. Um, I spend a lot of time just being out. I'm quite a social person anyway. So I suppose if people see your face and they're more likely to give you like gigs because you're out you're going to the jams you're going to see different shows um looking on facebook groups for gigs looking in um, places that maybe you wouldn't usually look at like festivals or even like the comedy circuit yeah um 
to see yeah, what gigs are out there and just asking, yeah. hey, we've got this thing going on. Um, are we a bit of what you fancy? And they're like, well, they don't answer. <laughs> <laughs> Which is cool. Um, or, or they get back to us and say, no, this is not it. Or they go, yeah, you can come and play. But um, I just say to improv teams out there um, or solo probs out there, just ask. Yeah. Google, ask people. When you go to a gig, go, oh, where's this venue? Where's that venue? There's loads of places that we didn't know. And then we just spoke to people and then we found out. Um, and it's. I, I feel like you have rehearsing is important. Hanging out is really important. But also just performing is important. Obviously having a balance, not being everywhere all the time. Yeah. We're a lot of places, but not everywhere all the time. <laughs> um, so we can start building our crafts because I want to get to the point where every time I'm like I'm hitting every time I'm not yeah. <laughs> I want to get to that point yeah when I'm like building my crafts because I just love it I love Brilliant. it so much so yeah so get yourself out there yeah. email people and uh, my name is Monica Gaga on Facebook um, so if you want to just uh, message me and say oh what are these venues do that or visit www.derexmojo.com and on our website we've got all the places we've, we've performed just just contact them yourself you don't even have to go through us <laughs> do that with other improv groups see where they're going be like if they're going there you guys can definitely go there as well that's a brilliant idea that's a really good idea and also as you say just getting out and about and yeah. talking to people is a great way of and it's not a job because, well, if you love improv, you want to go to the jams, yeah. you want to see shows, you want to see people and go, oh my gosh, they're so amazing. <laughs> like, wow, yes. And you're speechless, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because if you're doing jams or going to shows as a chore, then no. you're doing it wrong. But I don't suppose I don't need to point that out to people. Yeah. You're doing it wrong if you're just doing it as a chore. You should be doing it because you enjoy it. Yeah. Because you're not getting paid. Yeah, it's life a... is short. Do what you want to do as long as you're not hurting others and as long as you're not hurting yourself. Yeah. It's really important. Cool. Um, so uh, you're also a part of Duck Duck Goose. Yes. Oh, this was super exciting. Um, Duck Duck Goose have been on this podcast uh, multiple times, different people. Um, so please listen to them. Um but um, I was so happy like when they asked me to be part of the team, which is just awesome, because um, Duck Duck Goose has a jam every Monday at the Afro Social um, in Brixton at 8 o'clock. Um, they have a jam, two-person scenes, um, it's free, um, and they also have acts that you can just sit back and watch, so you can be part of the show or just watch the sh show, which is awesome. Um, and it was just awesome to go to, and I used to sit there, enjoy it, and think, what you guys are doing is awesome. The way that I, the way that they're creating such a safe space, I can see the time that they put into doing little things, like be it the music, be it the lights, yeah. be it the structure, it all seemed, like for an audience point of view, it all just seemed really thought out. Yes. And I was just like, yeah, I see what you're doing. And I see that maybe sometime, with a jam, you can't control it, obviously. And that's the beauty of improv. But maybe if something happened, they, they thought, do you know what? This might not be okay for someone. Yeah. I see them checking in as well. And yeah. I'm just thinking, yes, you're putting a lot of thought into this. And this is, this is a big thing. So um, time's gone on. Um, and then I've been going to the jam whenever I could between works and stuff. And then getting to know the team. And then when they asked me, I felt like it was just completely out of the blue. But I was also like, this is so awesome. <laughs> I think you guys are like awesome. And then to be part of that is just, yeah, it's just absolutely great. Yeah, it's, as you say, it's a really well thought out night. Um, and I think my favourite thing 
that they do is in the jams mm -hmm. and it is with the jam captains and I know that when I was less confident jamming um, at Duck Duck Goose I was always looked after and if I hadn't been in, a, yes. in anything someone would draw me in mm. Ed JD was always particularly good at that uh, well everyone was good at it but mm. I just remember him particularly yeah. doing it to me and it meant a lot to me at that stage in my improv journey because you know I'd gone along but you know it's easy jams are hard jams are hard and you know Totes. it's good to know that you've got people there just looking out for you and making sure you do get to do mm. something you know and I suppose at the time when I was uh like going going there being an audience member I was seeing you put a lot of thought into this Sasha was going is that just by accident because you're just a nice person and I was just like oh I love the way that you're dragging I didn't at the time know that there was jam captains yeah, yeah, there yeah. just to um, well that's support. the nice thing yeah I was like, <clears throat> it's, it's subtle. great that yes it's that you, like, I saw that you brought that person in and it made me think do you know what yeah I want to be like that and I'm gonna try and bring people in as well yeah. just to me and it's also like I pro is it pro-social modeling of like just being like this is a good way this is one great way to be why don't you try it um and I also think it's just such a, well, improv in general, in, a, in the most part, in my experience, it's just such a warm and welcoming yes. community. Yeah. And I felt like I'm really lucky because I found it just at the right time in my life, going through some really difficult things, feeling a little bit lost, and then be able to go to different jams and felt so looked after, but in not in a kind of like looking down on you, mm. way poor you, just like they're just being nice human beings. They like being here. They want to get you involved. It's just, yeah. It's really beautiful, and I was just some days having not really good days, and then going to the jams and just going, do you know what? You genuinely, I feel like you have actually saved my life. Yeah. Like just having that, it's just yeah, it's just really beautiful. Yeah. And yeah, and I'm so glad I'm part of it because I think part of my personality is quite mothering, um, as well. So it's really nice to be able to, yeah, to be part of that, officially. I would just talk to anyone anyway. If I see someone on their own, I would always just go and speak like, hey, is this your first time? Because you know what it was like when it's your first yeah, time. Yeah, it's hard, isn't it? Um, and it's hard meeting people as an adult. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, Why? how do you make friends? Yeah. <laughs> that is something that I've thought about a lot. And, you know, when you're a child, it's like, oh, do you want to be friends? And then you suddenly you are friends and it's fine. But as an adult, how do people meet people? It's so difficult. And then also then you start talking to someone and then sometimes you think, oh, do they think I'm coming on to them? Mm. Or maybe people think the vice versa or do people think, oh, that's a bit that's a bit weird. I suppose um, I don't like making eye contact on the tube. You don't talk to people. Mm. You can go for so long without talking to anyone and not touching anyone, not having that like human contact with people because you're just going to work and coming back. But what I love about the improv community or scene is that it is you can just go up and talk to someone yes you can go to somewhere on your own and then feel included it's like well i've never experienced this but imagine i suppose you go into your local pub you go there for a pint and you know that oh you can there might you're not going to plan to meet that person mm. you might see that guy that's always at the bar or you might uh, you might speak to the um the barmaid or um the barman the bar person the bar staff the bar team <laughs> um yeah so it's got that great community of just being like yeah we've got your back let's just hang out and play yeah and you know that you're going to have some, you know, similar approaches yeah. to the way you do things. Um, so there should be some sort of common ground. Yeah. I am I really believe in the power of play. I feel like uh, sometimes the way that society, I feel, works in this country tries to push play out of you mm. and tries to um, push being silly out of you as well. Yeah. 
Um, I hope I'm quite a measured person, but I always just, yeah, promoting play, promoting silliness, promoting sometimes not taking yourself so so seriously. Like, you've got to bring in the fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you, get, you lose it as an adult you've got to be a certain way sometimes mm. well sometimes I feel like that is crushing down on me and I'm like no I want to play this is totally fun <laughs> and I can still be professional yes definitely um, so yeah maybe we could explore how did you discover improv in the first place so when I was younger I went to a youth theatre um, in Hillingdon um, and the way that they worked was a lot of improv mm. Um, so I learned improv through there. Um, went, I went to a summer scheme when I was like 11 and then carried on until I was 18 and went wow. to uni. Um, went to uni um, and then I did some volunteering as well as I got a little bit old. I think in like the last year, maybe when I was like between 16 and 17, I volunteered at youth theatre because I loved it so much. Yeah. Um, again, I love that sense of community, that sense of belonging. And there was times when I was younger and I was at school and I felt really like pushed out and I felt like I didn't have that, uh, everyone else was part of something and I was that kind of like floater that would be part of everyone but really part of nothing mm. and having that youth theatre that community was just so lovely and I feel like going to that the power of play and that group purpose is really really important positive group purpose obviously <laughs> yes. um, so yeah that was awesome and then they uh, I was at uni and it was the summer of uni and then um, the youth le leader um, he was just like oh we need a female worker because we're going on a trip and I was just like, I identify as female, I'll go. I was like, yeah, so we're going to Chicago, Second City, for two weeks. And I was just like, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, what was awesome, because before then, um, I was volunteering for free. Um, a job actually came up. Um, I went for it. Um, I, didn't, I didn't get the job. Um, it's like, the job was doing what I was doing anyway, but um, the way that I uh, filled out the application form, you know when you've got to tick certain boxes, I did not tick those boxes with the answers I gave, so they couldn't even give me an interview. Oh, no. um, but uh, I still carried on doing it, because I was like, it would be cool if I get paid to do this, but if not, I'm going to carry on just doing it for free, because I enjoy it. My mum used to say, well, you're not getting paid for it. Um, and like the other person's got the job, but you're really doing the work. So I was like, I don't care, I really love it. She's like, well, if you love it, crack on. Um, thank you, mother, always very supportive. Um, and then it came of this. So I got to go to Second City. The um, young people um, got to have a two-week course as professional development, um, us as leaders, which I thought was hilarious because I, like, I think I was like 19 at the time. Um, and like the youngest person was 18. I mean, the oldest person was 18, so it was between 17 and 18. Um, and we got a week class at Second City. Wow. It was so awesome. And they paid us to be there because it was work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then they paid for everything, accommodation, food, snack, tips. Not tips for us, tips for, like, yeah, the culture yeah, yeah. of America at that time. Yeah. Um, and it was just so awesome, and we just had such, such a blast. Um, so, yeah, that was really awesome. So, yeah, give out to the universe. I definitely believe it will give back to you. Yeah. Life sometimes can be so, so cruel, but you've got to give it out because I hope it's going to come back to you. Yeah. And in that instance, instance it did. Yeah. So that I, was so awesome. I know, you know, I've spoken to various people, many, many people that have gone to Second City, but nobody else has got paid to go. I know, that's as very, a 19-year-old. That's very yeah, impressive. It was, that's good it was work. so, so awesome. <laughs> um, but, yeah, who I work for, I think they do a lot for young people, and it's just, yeah, it's just awesome. Um, so, yeah, that's how I got um, into improv. And then I went to uni, had a massive break. Um, at uni, I did community theatre because since I was quite young, I was just like, oh, I like drama. I think I like 
young I like, well, at the time I just called them kids. I like <laughs> kids. So maybe I'll do something to do with drama and kids. And then I went to East 15 acting school and I did community theatre because I was just like, oh, there's a course exactly for that. <laughs> um, so I applied to a couple, got into a couple, but East 15 seemed like a place for me. So I did that. There wasn't really any improv. And then, like I said, I did um, um, some theatre and education and the guy was like, come join our group. And I was like, that's cool. And yeah. Brilliant. It was just, yeah, it's awesome. Excellent. Thank you, Improv, for coming into my life. <laughs> oh, actually, no, I need to thank someone. Thank you, my grandmother, yeah. Ina Gaga, a very forceful, blunt Russian woman um, who, um, against my, on my protest, um, when I was um, in the summer of going from year six um, to year seven, so that's going um, from primary school to secondary school, forced me to go on a one-week drama course. I did not want to do it <laughs> over the summer because um, I did not know anyone yeah. and I did not want to do drama because I've never, I didn't do it, except for maybe like school plays or whatever you're forced to do. Never did anything. And she was just like, just go. And then she brought me in and I didn't want to be in had the face on imagine yeah. whatever that looks like um and then she saw another young person she's like this is my granddaughter and i was just like oh my gosh how dare you speak to another young person i'm so embarrassed um we was of course like friends for the whole that yeah, week or whatever so fun. thank you she helped me find yeah drama in that sense so That's it was lovely. awesome that she was just like nah i see something in you and you're going <laughs> <laughs> sometimes you just need that no yeah definitely cool excellent um you're also involved in with piggyback. Yeah. Tell me about the piggyback concept. Um, so the piggyback concept. Um, and so, your part in it. Yeah, my part in it. So piggyback um, is a type of show. Um, how it goes is there are usually three um, stand-up comedians. Um, uh, one will go on, um, and then we, as a, a group we will take inspiration from their set. Mm -hmm. um, we will do the first of uh, three parts of a, uh, a long form show, and then we'll come off, and then we'll have another um, stand up, and then we'll come on again, carry on that story. Um, remembering obviously everything that we've done from there, um, and then also taking in, pulling in things from the, the second stand up, go off again, and then there's gonna be a third stand up on, and then we all tie it up right there at the end. Are you not essentially doing a Herald? Always, <laughs> always. There we go. Oh, no, I just feel I walked into that trap. <laughs> Everything essentially is a Herald. Life <laughs> is a Herald. Um, I, I've also, just to put it back on you, sir, Stuart Moses, um, I, when listening to your podcast, <laughs> I noticed that maybe Heralds aren't something that um, would be at the top of your love improv list. That's true, actually. Yeah. Um, I think people are obsessed with Actually, I think you. I, this I is, think I have. Yes, <laughs> I have you not mentioned denial. <laughs> yeah, I have not mentioned Harold yeah, on two it's occasions. Odd, it's odd, Stuart. For someone that dislikes them so much, you spend a lot of time talking about them. Maybe you are a Harold lover. Uh. Yeah, or maybe you're just trying to put everything connected into a Harold. Seems like a Harold to me. <laughs> <laughs> is that your catchphrase, or is it I am the Shadow Lord? <laughs> the Shadow Lord. Um, sorry, just to give context to that. Um, and if you're totally okay with it, please stop me. If you do not consent, um, Shit Moses has genuinely just almost fell off his chair. Um, the kind of person I am, to give context to me, is I didn't even go to help him. <laughs> I just watched him. There is a little rug down there on the floor. Um, I Am The Shadow Lord was a, a, a quote from Stuart Moses when he attended one of the Duck Duck Goose um, shows. Um, and he was just bringing back that character. And it was just awesome. It was like the line of the show. And of course, being the line of the show, it got onto the Duck Duck Goose mailer. Yes, it certainly A coveted did. position. 
Yeah, no, that was uh, that, that's when I thought oh, I've arrived on the improv team. <laughs> I love that. Uh, I have arrived. So I, I so I was so I was just putting in the fact that um, your denial of the fact that you loved the Harold or some kind of obsession. You might not love it, but there's a strong connection. Well, there. but moving on, piggyback. No, I was going to talk about the Shadow Lord. <laughs> I just want to talk about the Shadow Lord. I can't remember if I've talked about this on the podcast before, um, but it was the moment when I thought, oh, jams are fun. <laughs> I've realised that jams are fun. Because um, previously, sorry. I had yeah. not really enjoyed them. Yeah. I'd sort of carried on doing them because I thought if I carry on doing them long enough, eventually I will stop hating them and I will enjoy it. Um, it's, sorry to interject, so I'll put a pin in that I'm good at remembering some things. It's interesting, previously on this podcast, you said that if people go into things and not enjoying them, they're doing it wrong. Yes, that's a good point. I think... Yeah, and I think it's perfectly legitimate never to jam. Yeah. You can be in the improv scene um, and never jam, and that's perfectly fine. Of course. Do I, as you wish. Yes. Um, I felt that it was something that the more I did um, I would I would hate it slightly less each time okay you wanted to get that love you saw the benefits that you might reap from that experience and you were playing the long game yeah do you know what I respect you for that it's difficult putting yourself in a situation where you're like I'm not sure if I want to do this and you're an adult and you don't have to and you did it good you go you um, yeah and I feel that I've done some of the worst improv ever at a duck duck goose jam. Not Did you feel just, safe? Yeah, but this uh, is the whole thing. And you felt okay to do that. Yeah, and nobody yes. nobody cared. Yes. Nobody even remembered. Yes. It lingered yes. in my mind. Nobody else cared. Yeah. Nobody asked me to hand in my badge and my gun and chuck me out of improv because mm. I've done some terrible improv. It's just like it's gone. It doesn't mm. matter. Also in your mind, obviously I wasn't there to experience it, but yeah, you're telling the story. You're not uh, there. Uh, so anyway, the Shadow Lord was just um it was just I think the suggestion was shadow, so I just walked on and I'm the Shadow Lord. Um, and then it was really nice because I got to come back later on when... Oh, so there was a scene uh, where I was just playing another character and one of the main people in the scene identified me as the Shadow Lord. So I got to say, this isn't my scene or something like that. Uh, and then there was... An, the, my favourite thing was when two people... I can't remember who it was. They were debating whether they were in the afterlife or some sort of void... So I was just able to come and go, I am the Shadow Lord, you are in a void, and then just like leave the set. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> was just... It was you, um, it wasn't even like the fact that you were allowed to, you saw the opportunity to bring something about that you was really enjoying, and you just went with it, and you played with it, and the joy you got from it, <laughs> um, obviously it being, not obviously, but it was at the right time as well, just made it great for the audience, and we we like, we want to hear your catchphrase, come on and do it, we're willing. Um, yeah, it was really awesome, and I'm so glad it was a point where you felt, yes. Yeah, I thought, oh, this is, this is, uh, this is, this is fun. Um, and then Johnny Briars managed to uh, construct it. Yeah, yeah, beautiful human being. Uh, managed to construct it so that I can't remember what he said now, but he constructed it so that my I, all I had to do was walk on the stage, go, "I am the Shadow Lord," and then the lights blacked out. And it yeah, was just it was like, great. He's a really a supportive thing. player. Yeah, he's Re great. Yeah. He's great. Um, and that was awesome. And I feel like if no one takes anything away from the podcast, um, please take away the fact that. There is a safe place, and Duck Duck Goose is not the only safe place to no. jam. There are loads of people that are doing fantastic work. Yes. Um, but there's a safe place to just try something, and but you're allowed to like 
not get it right. Yes. You're allowed to not be a success, which is difficult sometimes as an adult because you need to, you've got to a certain age, so you should be achieving yes. this or that or be good at everything and know everything. And no, this is a safe place to just mess around and fall flat on your face and then get up again because we've got you. Yeah, 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 yeah definitely, definitely. Um, but you were talking about piggyback. I was, I was talking about the concept and how it's pretty much like a Harold. Well, <laughs> as you mentioned, your obsession. For someone that knows so little about it, I spend a lot of time talking about it. <laughs> um, I only, okay, the only reason I talk about it a lot is that I feel a lot of people are doing it. Yep. And it's fine. Okay, a good, a good or a great Harold is, it's, I suppose it's like any form. Um, if it's good, then it's good and that's fine. I just would want more people to do different things and mm. think just because you're doing uh, Harold, um, that's an option and that's perfectly legitimate. But there's so many other things and I would love to see people exploring other formats and stuff. Maybe like just the fact, yeah, it's not the Harold per se, it could have been anything. It's just, yeah, you want to see that option and variety. And do you know what? It is out there. There's lots of different things. Although, they're trying to be different things, but they're all just really... <laughs> rehashes of Harold! I come along and say, isn't that just essentially a Harold still? <laughs> that is your, that is your, I am a shallow lord, isn't it, in life? So I love it, I love it, it's awesome. Um, but yeah, I'm also, it was another group, Piggyback, when uh, uh, Audra asked me, be like, hey, do you want to come and maybe audition slash play with us? I was just like, yes, because it's um, really beautiful when you... Um, someone that you see that you think is awesome and you feel like they're doing really great work and they're nice human beings. Awesome human beings, sorry. Um, and Upgrade then, to awesome. Yeah, no, definitely. <laughs> and they go, do you know what? Uh, do you want to be part of something? And I'm like, yes, I do want to be part of you. Um, and it's just so beautiful being part of um, groups, being part of Derek's Mojo, being part of Piggyback, being part of Duck, um, Duck, Duck Goose, being um, being allowed to be part of New Zealand, we'll speak about that later, being given the opportunity to host at Hoopla, or just feeling part of something. It's just, yeah, I'm just looking to be part of something. Brilliant. I've got a lot of love to give. Excellent. So guys, come speak to me. Let's, yeah. Let's make the world a better place. Let's do that. One game at a time. One Harold at a time. If it needs to be a Harold to make the world a better place, I'm prepared to do it. <laughs> We're going to have to do a lot of Harold to make this world a better place, but I'm prepared to do it. Oh. Or other formats. There are other formats as well out there. <laughs> um, and the thing with piggyback, really interesting idea. Mm -hmm. So if you've got a stand-up yep. that's essentially um, doing your opening game, whatever. Mm -hmm. So they've already distilled the comedy of the situation to what they're talking about. Yep. How do you then take what they've done? Because they've already said the funny thing about mm. it. How do you then take it and make it into improv? I feel like it's just... It's just a stimulus. It's just an inspiration. So someone's done something. It's really awesome. But then I suppose it's like when you have friends and you have that banner of like, you say one thing. Oh my gosh, that makes me think of another thing, yeah, which yeah. might be quite similar. Um, so I might, I don't know, replay what you're talking about, but in a different way. Or that one word in something else will make me think of something that might seem a million miles away, but actually is connected. So yeah, they... You come to um, uh, the format of the piggyback show, you're going to have a great show. It's going to be awesome. You're going to see um, some stellar um, stand-ups. Also, you're just going to see us going, um, what you did was awesome. Can we build on that? And to add to that, and to piggyback of that, <laughs> there we go. Um, and yeah, piggyback are trying something new. So that's, um, uh, that's a long show. That's a whole night. Um, and we're trying out um, some new formats. formats. 
trying different things. You like that, do you, I Mr. Do Moses? I do like that. I do like... I approved. And <laughs> <laughs> um, thanks for that stamp of approval. Um, so, yeah, so watch this space with Piggyback. Cool. Yeah. Excellent. Exciting times. Um, yeah, and you mentioned New Zealand. Yeah. Tell me about that. Um, New Zealand is, in my opinion, um, what the improv scene needs a little bit of what the improv scene needs it needs a lot of things to make variety um but yeah it needs it new zealand um runs a night and also gets um improvisers together improvisers um that are from black african caribbean um back um, backgrounds um so people of color if you like to use that term if you don't because yeah, you might not want to, or BAME, if you like to use that term. At the moment, I don't have the vocabulary for it, so I'm using pe- pe- person of people of colour, I'm using BAME, but I'm not sure I'm okay with mm. what, what that is, but that's a different podcast, yeah. um, <laughs> which I might start, who knows. Um, listen to uh, Monica Gaga speak of race. Um, it'll just be a one-minute podcast, so I'm sure it'll only take a minute to, <laughs> um, to pick that apart. Um, but yeah, so it's given an opportunity um, to just say there are some really awesome uh, people of colour um, on the scene and here they are all in one place which um, I joke about um, that usually I'm the only black person there when I look around at theatres and shows and things like that but most of the time I am yeah. um, I, most of the time I am the only non-white person which is fine because we live um, in the UK which I'm totally fine fine with that but it's, it's not a depiction of our society mm. And we're just hearing, if we only have one type of person, I'm not just bringing colour into it, if we only have one type of person, you're only hearing one type of voice. It's like when you go on Facebook and all your Facebook friends have the same opinion, so when you see stuff, there's all stuff that go like, like, like. But what about the person that thinks completely different to you? Um, you might not agree with them, or they might just have a new um, angle, but if, if you don't even know they exist, you don't hear it, how can your life be influenced by that? Mm. So um, I think they're just doing, like, it's awesome work to be like, oh, hey... There's some great improvisers. And what I love about them, um, and I'm, I am going to talk about race and colour, um, um, as a black African British um, female, um, I find that sometimes I have maybe, maybe I feel a little bit insecure. I'll put it out there. Thanks for making a safe space for that. That am I picked for something because I'm female? Um, am I picked for something because I'm black African British? Um, do you need to add a little bit of colour to your lineup? Do you need to have diversity? Do you need a picture that's got me so people like me are felt reflected um, in me um, in advertising the media and information I picked up from um, a colleague and uh, a colleague? Um, or is it because you you need me as an improviser? Um, I do. I'm on a journey. I do believe all of those things are make up part parts of my identity because obviously I've experienced life in a certain way because I am a certain way. Just like you've experienced life in a certain way because you're a certain way, and different things have happened to you, um, which yeah, no one could truly know what everyone's gone through. But I think, oh, are you just picking me because you think I'm good, or is it? Do you just need to? Oh, wouldn't it be great to have this? Because it'd be great to just have all the colours and everything there. Um, but New Zealand, I feel like they put on a really good show. And yes, it's people of colour. Yes, it's people from the BAME community. But they're also good. Hmm. And I feel like, no, I'm not just there because I'm black. I'm there because I f- you feel like I can add something to this. And it just feels like, yes, we need that. Hmm. Um, and I think that's just so important. So it's so all- I'm so glad that they're just like, hey, do you want to be part of this? And I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to be the only black woman in the room. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, so it's awesome. So it's a team as well as a night? Or? Yeah, so they, um, they run a night. Um, they, um, they have a team and they also have special delivery. Um, so the team New Zealand, the reason because uh, uh, New Zealand, the country... Um, has a rugby team called the All Blacks. I did not know So that. that's just a play on words ah. that is not advertised, but just like that's a little nice. in-joke for us. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. New Zealand is spelled N-U-Z um, and then land. Um, so that was a play on words of that. And they ah. have special delivery where they um, incorporate um, a BAME cast, so people that are um, non-white, um, which is just awesome, just to have a collective of being like, ah. Oh, you look like me, and you also and you also don't look like me, and this is great just to have that these different expor- experiences, these different cultures all put together. Yeah. Um, yeah. And how is it different improvising with that group of people? Um, I feel like when uh, I'm improvising with other black people, I feel like different topics might come up, um, and they're okay to tackle those topics of race. Um, for not fear of being racist, um, which of course people have got to be sensitive to things, um, especially if you don't identify um, as that thing. But we can go to places maybe that with um, people that aren't black. I wouldn't. Oh, this scene wouldn't have happened probably because they wouldn't have put, wouldn't have put me in that position. Or we wouldn't have come up with that topic. Or there's certain things from a culture like certain ways of acting or certain experiences that you can bring in and people un- when I say something yeah. they understand that yeah. thing um, that doesn't obviously doesn't just come from being black obviously yeah, yeah. but but sometimes you have that commonality of things because people will say stuff and I'll be like yeah I'm black but I don't know about that <laughs> <laughs> sorry it's not just a card for like everything <laughs> oh so you can do this and that no <laughs> it's just my exp- I'm a collection of my experiences and the way that I've been treated <laughs> um, but yeah so that's yeah that was really yeah that's really awesome um, and I think for me and my journey just as a human being it's awesome because um, I grew up um, in a multicultural household, probably the only black person I probably spoke to or even socialised with was my mum. Right. Because um, the rest of my family um, I um, are not black or they're a mixed race. And then um, when I was growing up at the time at my school, um, it was mainly um, British um, uh, white British, sorry, because I identify as British as well, um, young people. Um, as I got older, that changed, but I, I didn't have a lot of black friends. Right. Um, so, yeah, it's just awesome, really. And, it's yeah, it's important to me. Um, yeah. So, yeah, there's that. I'm always very conscious, because I don't want to... I obviously want to celebrate who I am and the fact that I want to see more like me, but I'm not saying that, oh... Why is everyone white? I don't, I'm not, yeah, I'm not about that. And I'm not about excluding people because, yeah, difficulties are all, everything's all relative and people have gone through different things. But yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I need that sometimes. Hmm. It's awesome to have that little bit of difference. Yeah. But yeah. Cool. And um, you've also been hosting at Hoopla. I know. Tell me about that. Um, Oh, thank you, Improv, so much for just bringing me joy in my life. Lots of things bring me joy, but Improv is one of the um, big suppliers of joy, the joy deliverer. Um, So um, Hoopla have been awesome. Um, Some people at Hoopla have just seen me playing and maybe just talking, and they're like, ah, we like your vibe. (laughs) And we feel like your vibe is the kind of thing that um, would would work for hosting. And I was a bit like, hmm? 
me <laughs> I just want to play <laughs> and I'll come and watch if you want um, and then they had this um, hosting workshop um, just through a, a little breakdown in communication um, confu- uh, confusion I didn't get the Facebook message so I didn't know it was on so I missed that um, but Hooper are awesome they're just like yeah. great supportive just genuine human beings that know that like that happens sometimes they're like yeah we still think you'll be cool we've seen you play before so just go and watch someone host so one of the other Hoopla hosts kindly let me just kind of like shadow them. Um, I was a shadow love just for a little bit. <laughs> um, I give you dominion over the shadows. <laughs> Thank you. That's all fun. Um, <laughs> um, and then I was just like, yeah, here's, uh, here's a night. Would you like to do this? Um, and I was just like, yeah. My first um, night was just really nerve wracking because I, I wanted to obviously support the other acts that were on and also support the name that is Hoopla and give people a good show. Because yeah. I always want to just, I want people to have a, a really good time because I have a good time. So I want people to have a good time. Um, bit shaky, but I felt like it went well. But um, I've uh, done like a handful of hosting gigs and I've really, I genuinely have put in a, a like, effort yeah. of like looking at different teams um, if they're performing and I'm hosting of. Uh, of going to them and being like, is there certain things that you want me to say or don't want me to say? Mm. Because, um, for example, a, a team might be something and then they're trying something new and then I go, oh, I love this team because they do Harold's. But like, today we're not doing Harold's. And they I'm are going, doing a Harold. <laughs> they think they're not, but they are doing one. Anyway. Um, so yeah, I've been putting a lot of effort into it and just thinking about things that I want to um, do and the kind of like vibe I want to bring and just be like my authentic self as well. So I'm not, I'm putting on a show, but yeah, it's just putting my best foot forward. Um, and I feel like putting in the time has been really paying off. Yeah. I've got a long way to go yeah, yeah, yeah. when it comes to um, hosting, but I'm just so glad. Thank you so much, Hoopla, for giving me that opportunity because it's been awesome. Yeah. I say awesome a lot, and you're going to find that out. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, I've done a little bit of um, hosting for Hoopla, and it's, it's a lot of fun, but it's different... Obviously, being an improviser, you feel a lot more comfortable on stage and you are able to react in the moment, but there is more to it than just that. As you Definitely. say, there's, you know, it's not about the show is not about you. Yeah. And it's difficult because I'm you very, want it to be about yeah, you. Yeah. I've like, always been that, that I've been that child. <laughs> I was just like, who wants to do that? I do. I know the answer. Do you even know what you're doing? No, yeah. but I'll give it a go with enthusiasm. <laughs> oh, here she goes again. Someone put her to sleep. Like I have a nap. Um, but yeah, cause you need to support, um, the actor on stage. You also need, there's a fine line. Yeah. You might be funny. You might believe that you're funny, which is sometimes in my case. <laughs> um, um, but it's not about you yeah. and there might be a joke, but taking it not too, too far and making sure that you bring up you, you warm up the energy um, of the audience you make them feel like they're going to have a great time yeah. it's a safe space um, and also warming up the um, for the acts as well because then if you don't warm up um, the audience and you kind of leave them into a dead space they've just then got to crank it up yeah. and then by the time it's cranked up their set is gone and they've warmed up for the next people yeah. so yeah it's been difficult and also being an improviser I've been battling with oh I said something funny and that worked can I say it again? Because cause, um, I was speaking to someone else and they said, oh, um, yeah, definitely. You know that thing you do, you should do it again. And I was just like, 
pick ah uh, can I because so f- I've only done a handful yeah. so so far I've just been like either something's come off the cuff or on the way um, to Hoopla I'm thinking okay well, how am I feeling today what kind of vibe what am I wearing what kind of um, wordplays can I go from but yeah can I repeat stuff I've, ri- I've written some things down but I'm not ready to repeat things yeah. yet when hosting um, yeah and that's actually interesting because that's something I've been wrestling with. Oh. Because. You're not alone, honey. <laughs> I'm here. That's nice. That's, that's reassuring to hear. Uh, when I've been performing with Bryn uh, doing Dr. Tuprov, mm. there is. Hello, Bryn. You're amazing. You Thank are, you for bringing joy. You are amazing. Thank you for the joy you bring. <laughs> Thank you for the music, uh, <laughs> the song we're singing. Um, <laughs> there is a line that I use when we do the show and I have done it two or three times and I'm like am I allowed to do that gets a laugh it's mm. a funny line sort of funny line I'll, I'll tell you what I'll say it here oh and then I'll have burnt it and I can't use it anymore I, are you sure you want to do that yes because I okay. want to stop well, I don't know I think I want to stop it's it's just the one line it's not like the whole show is scripted yeah. everything else is made up on the spot but there's just a line that I say when we come on, because we're playing two security guards, um, and um, we 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 we're having a break, mm-hmm. and I say something like, "Oh, how long's the break going to be?" Oh, I imagine it'll be about twelve minutes uh, if it's going really well, fifteen minutes at the most, because that's the slot that we've got mm. uh, for the show. You see, it's not funny when I do it now. Uh, in context, <laughs> in context, yeah, in context, it kills. Okay, <laughs> um, but you know, because I'm doing that slightly meta. Like, you know, we know we've got a 12-minute yeah. slot, 15 minutes at the most sort of thing. Um, and is that is that right to do? I'm not one to question you. I'm not some kind of um, improv deity oh, that thought, says... I what thought you, that's you, why, you, 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 that's why I was here. That's why you're on. I thought, oh, oh no. yeah, Monica, she's an improv deity. I better get some improv deities on. It's the 104th episode. If I don't have an improv deity, people are going to stop listening. Oh, no. You're not delivering. That's one of my fears. <laughs> disappointing people. And it's coming true. Um, you do what you want to do. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, when you get into it and you're playing, it definitely is improv. That's just kind of like the framework of yeah. the show. Yeah. Like, for example when showstoppers because I'm going to ally you with them pretty yes. much sure that's... I'm, 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 I'm going to take that and I'm going to yeah. own it I'm, I'm sure there's some parts of the start of the show because I've seen quite a few of their shows you guys are great you know that I, you might not know that but you're awesome they are amazing <laughs> um, uh, where well, the framework might have you might repeat things because it makes it clear yeah. or you need to deliver some set, a certain yeah framework of things but the main show is I don't I, think you should beat yourself up about it and don't get too much into your head because do you know what? if it works and it feels good and we're not the police of like how to play <laughs> just do it um yes and i think i think that's it i think if it's part of the kind of the framework and it's kind of just the getting the structure in place mm. i think that's probably all right um it's not as if we're planning this would be harder this is the whole thing with improv in many ways it would just be harder to plan these things oh no definitely and then to try and negotiate to get to the thing that you planned um, that's probably why you don't like Harold's because it's difficult you've got to stay by the rules <laughs> um, uh, the reason I don't like Harold's is I think I would be terrible at them that's <laughs> okay. why I don't like Harold's oh, Harold's that's are really why, silly that, I don't want to do that anyway that's why I won't want people to do them anymore because I think <laughs> it's a lot of things to keep in your head yeah. and I'm not very good at keeping lots of things in yeah. my head <laughs> Um, it's kind of, I suppose with improv, you'd be like, I, I, we literally can't make this stuff up. <laughs> yeah, you couldn't make this stuff up. You couldn't plan it. Um, 
But yeah, so that's something that uh, I, I'm battling with with hosting. But I suppose if I was a stand up comic yes, exactly and um, a compar, yeah. a compar, a compar. <laughs> <A> <laughs> I presume that was a really posh way of saying compare. I was, yeah, I was going to pick you up on that. So definitely. I was going to start using that. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, they they have a set. So, yeah. but and some people said, do you know what? Maybe you should try stand up. I am not brave enough. Really? Because just you. Yeah. And people are going, go on, let's see how good you are. Yeah. And we'll show you. And if you're not good, we'll also show you as well. <laughs> I'm not ready to be broken down like that. <laughs> Maybe when I, I don't know, 90 years old. <laughs> right. I'll okay. get there. Yeah. Um, I um, love improv because it's the, uh, the collaboration, it's the working together to create a shared universe yeah. that you can create on your own. Mm-hmm. So even if I could do stand-up, and I'm not sure that I could... Um, I mean, just be like a, a tight five about how I hate Harold's. <laughs> and to be honest, most of that would be taken up with explaining badly what Harold is. Yeah, I wouldn't even be able to explain it properly. And by the time I'd explained it, I'd, <laughs> the go, time would be and gone. I'd be going, ah, and I'd be blacked out. <laughs> but um, yeah, that's amazing what stand-up um, comics do. Yes. And just the fact that they, the drive that they must have mm. to have hundreds of gigs. And they're doing it alone yeah. they're just up there so hurrah to you guys yes well done no it's a, it's a tough tough scene um, and maybe sometimes from what I've heard from some people can sometimes not be as supportive as the improv scene that's very much the impression um, that I have yeah, yeah. Um, and obviously I, despite being a deity <laughs> an improv I do, deity um, um, I do not see and know all um, unfortunately <laughs> all things um, I'm not a stand up deity so there uh. we go but yeah so I've got that feeling but yeah I'm going to go back, tie it back to the sense of belonging, the sense of um, having somewhere to be, the sense of it's okay if you, you fail. And even if you don't feel like that, we're going to keep being there for you. So when it happens, see it was okay. And then it happens again and it's still okay. And it happens again and you're still okay. You are enough. And I, yeah, I love that. I love it so, so much. I read something and I wish I could find out what it was when I first started getting involved in improv and it was a blog mm. and someone had written improv can't fix you because you're not broken yes and i know that's a kind of a phrase that they'd adapted for improv and i just mm. thought oh yeah yeah and the improv scene um in my experience has just been so accepting like of as long as you're giving out positive vibes it's just so accepting and yeah you're enough it's, it's okay to be you yeah it, yeah, you can start to feel like your true self. So that's really awesome. And it's just, I feel like it's really, especially in the last couple of years, it's really helped me grow as a person yeah, and be like more accepting um, with with myself, like emotionally and also physically as well. Like it's okay that you take up space because I'm a larger woman. I take up, most of the time I take up space. I accidentally knock people. I'm like I can't help it. I'm just here. <laughs> or if I'm in a chair, you'll probably feel me touching you because I'm larger than most people. And you're just like actually, um, over the uh, the past um couple of months, just seeing people being awesome, being themselves, and being accepted for that. I'm going. Do you know what? If I do a running scene, I am definitely going to jiggle. Yes, I might knock someone out with something, but do you know it's okay? Yeah, it's, yeah that's okay because this is just who I am. This is, this, is, this is my body and it moves like this or I, I talk like this or I don't know, sometimes I just get really hyper about positive things. I'm like, everything's so awesome. And people aren't like, oh, turn it down. <laughs> just like, oh, you're so extra. You're too loud. You're too much. 
I'm just like, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, I'm not sorry. Um, and obviously, I'm not, well, not, not obviously, because you don't truly know me, everyone, unless you're listening, mother, um, which you will be. You're very supportive. Um, I'm not like this all the time, but I'm glad that this is, it gives me that energy and that positivity and that can-do, that yes and attitude that I try and live my life through. Um, and I work with vulnerable young people. Um, and also I try and impart that onto them as well. And I feel like it really hurt, helps with my with my work as well, supporting young people, yeah. which is great. Some would say awesome. Some people like me, because I love using that word. It's awesome, <laughs> it is awesome. If it's awesome, call it awesome, that's what I say. Tapes. I, that's not a thing I say, but I will start saying it. <laughs> yeah, you've said it now, so, so you've know. said it. It's a thing I say. Uh, if someone were to stand, uh, step on stage with you mm-hmm. uh, in a jam or in a show, what could they do to delight you? Um, just roll with the punches. <laughs> I think it's so awesome when I'm on stage with someone or I'm seeing someone and no matter what you say or what crazy thing I do because I'm super nervous and when I get nervous, I get loud, <laughs> I get passionate and the enthusiasm just runs through and whatever it is, they just they seem to just take everything in their stride. Um, there's too many people that I would name and then forget their name, so I'm not going to say, but yeah, some people that just, whatever comes, they just take it. And I'm just like, you're so awesome. <laughs> that's just, that's great. And it just delights me of just the yes and and just going with it. Cool. Excellent. And then the big final question. Yay. Which will not come as a surprise if you've listened to the podcast before. This what? is test if you've listened. If you've listened. If you've listened. Um, what's your signature move? What's classic Gaga? She saved the day again doing her classic move. Brings the house down every time. Saves the day. Um, I would say, and sometimes it doesn't bring the house down, but it may be what it would need to end the scene or the show. Um, I feel like go hard or go home. Yeah. Um, I'm big, I'm loud, I'm brash, and I'll just I'll b- deliver that, and I'll deliver it with 100%. Um, people sometimes are maybe startled by that, <laughs> and that startlement um, might turn into entertainment. <laughs> but they're just like, wow, you just went for it. And yeah. So yeah, go hard or go home. Um, so that's my move. But in the future, when you get me on for the two hundredth and eighth episode, um, I'll have you on before. <laughs> Yay! Um, two hundred and eight episodes. I'm sorry. Let's take a moment. I'm like, oh, I don't know. Even though I am enjoying it, two hundred and eight. That seems a lot. Do you know what? Um, this reminds me of a moment. I'm going to come back to this. Sorry. This reminds me of a moment. Um, you know, uh, when in Friends, uh, when. Uh, uh, I've watched all the Friends episodes and then you start again and you see a moment and they're like, oh, I'd never do this. And you're like, ha, you will. (laughs) You don't know. So please, you're going to cut that quote and it's going to be like on a thousand episodes. It's going to be on there. It's going to be there. Um, You were talking about what you were going to do in the future. Yeah, so in the future, um, I've got a lot of energy from nervousness um, most of the time. But I really want to be the people that I see that have that beautiful beautiful slow burn that people that can just take the things in their stride and it's just like cool running um and just trusting myself that that is enough um and i'm gonna get to that point positive thinking and they're gonna be like ah monica gaga she's so crazy but then remember she did that and it just really took a step back i need that light and dark yeah um yeah brilliant Thank you very much for having me. Thank you for being a guest on the Improv London podcast. Yay! Yay. <laughs> awesomeness. I'm 
made this. That's improv! <laughs>